Blog Talk Radio. Oh, good sunny, sunny Saturday morning to all of our off-the-shelf listeners here at Blog Talk Radio and over at Blake Radio. We, we, we're, we're so blessed. We, we're not only here at Blog Talk Radio, but also at over on Blake Radio having people tune in. And then we're going into our, oh my goodness, our eighth year on the air. Every time I say that, I'm like absolutely amazed. So I want to welcome our many loyal listeners and to those who might be your very first time tuning into Off the Shelf today. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Off the Shelf for this Saturday, and it is so beautiful out. It's February the 18th, 2012, almost coming down to the end of February, and we're headed towards spring. And thank you so much for being here with us. It is absolutely joy to have you here. For those who... It is your first time tuning in to Off the Shelf. I want to introduce myself to you. I'm your host, Denise Turney, and as I always say, I'm coming to you live from the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And thank you, thank you again for your support, and I encourage you to get a copy of Long Walk Up Today. That is my, and I actually have a book coming out this month, but for right now, that is my latest book, and it's a powerfully moving inspirational book. I I would challenge you to read that book and and not be committed to going on and living out your dreams and fulfilling your destiny. It tells the story of a little girl who's orphaned in East Africa after her mother passes from malaria and, and the challenges she goes through as so many children in these areas do who don't have parents and, and what guides her. That's a part of the mystery. What guides her? And I, it, it will be a surprise what guides her through the story, what keeps her going, and she goes on to make history. And after Long Walk Up was published, the event that happens to this little girl actually happened in real life. So I was absolutely amazed and appreciated that. And you can get a copy of Long Walk Up today at any bookseller, online or offline, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, you name it. You can also get a copy at my website, where there's no shipping and handling, and that's C-H-I-S-T-E-L-L dot com, Chistel dot com. If you don't see it on the bookstores, just ask the clerk for it. It's just that easy because it's carried by the largest distributors in the world. And I want to tell you, look out for my new book, Love Pour Over Me, which will be out later this month, and I'll let you guys know as soon as it's out. And now let us go and meet our very special off-the-shelf guest, the reason you tuned in today. And our special guest today is Claudia Moss. I love her spirit. I love her energy. Claudia is a former college college board consultant. She is a motivational speaker, and that is so fitting. She's a poet and the author of the books, If You Love Me, Come, and Dolly, the memoirs of a high school graduate. And she would just love it if you visit her online at www.claudiamoss.net, and that's spelled C-L-A-U-D-I-A-M-O-S-S.net, claudiamoss.net. Welcome off the shelf, Claudia. Thank you so much, Denise. I appreciate that fabulous welcome. I, I, I'm... I am so excited, as I was telling you before the show, to talk to you about your books. I read some of your excerpts, and oh my goodness, I love your writing. You just, oh, it's very you. personable and very engaging. Very engaging. <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to ask you was there an event in your life? And I'm always interested to hear writers answer this. But was there an event in your life that made you realize you were a writer? And if so, could you please share some of that event with us? Yes, uh, the event in my life that was uh, paramount in me knowing that I was a, a writer was that my mother was a reading mother. And when we were growing up in Waterbury, Connecticut, she would have us to encircle her in the kitchen. And she would read to us every opportunity that she got. Uh, she had the story of the Bopsy twins. I remember reading those quite frequently, the serial stories of those twins mm-hmm. and so many other stories that I don't know about my other brothers and sisters, but I was wholly enchanted when she would read wow. because I, I would be transported into another world. And then mm-hmm. when I learned to read myself, 
I would sneak away from anything that we were doing that was like a chore. And they, if they wanted to find Claudia, they found me behind the door, in my room, wow. in the bed, mm. on the back porch, under a street, and I'd be reading. So that re- her reading, my own reading, segued into my writing. And eventually I would carry my notebooks with me and uh, jot down my stories and then share them with her. And she knew also very early on that, uh uh-oh, this little one right here, she likes to write. She's a writer. Wow. Now, how old were you when you started writing? I was in elementary school telling my little stories and writing my stories, yes. And then by middle school, I was telling my stories and reading my stories aloud to my brothers and sisters and holding, like, little amphitheater settings up with them, uh, saying, what's the next story? Are you going to tell us the, the, what happened with the last girl? What happened? So, <laughs> it's amazing when I listen to people from me and, and, and some of the writing that I do for clients and, and the research work I do, how you can see the dots connecting. And as you, you can see from early on, that somebody's tracking down a certain down a certain path. I think there's and, and I've had several writers on who said their mothers read to them and that's what sparked it for them. And it whether if a parent didn't read to them, a teacher or somebody encouraged the reading and the writing in them. I want to right. talk about your books because I, I just love I just love the, your the way you your, your the way you write. How old is <laughs> uh, and I hope I'm pronouncing this right. How old is Frenonia Roberts? She's a main character for our author shelf listeners yeah. in Claudia Moss's book. If you if you love me, come. Cause she looks so young on the cover. How how old is she? Uh, Fernonia as as a character is uh, twenty eight in the in that bracket twenty eight twenty nine. But in but on the cover of the book, uh, the young lady is my model. My cover model is. Probably about twenty six, maybe somewhere okay. in that bracket. Um, I, I she asked me to be on the cover, and I loved her energy to ask for what you want. Yes, in life. And oh, you got when, to. <laughs> yeah, you you've got to because that's what we all do. We ask that power within. We ask yes. the universe. We ask yes. someone, you know, and just like vice versa, someone asks us or for for what they want, and we have to yes. decide. Okay, we're going to do this. But she asked me, and I, I was just so amazed at that that I said yes, yes, okay, yeah. And so that's why she's she's much younger than uh, the actual character. Okay, and, now and she. Was in her look, I loved her the stare in her eyes in that particular okay. picture. Okay. Now, Fernonia, she has it going on. She owns a bookstore. Oh, yeah. She oh, started yeah. a national arts festival, and she's got a steady man, JT, in her life. What happens, Claudia? She's got all this going on. What happens she, to send her life spiraling out of control? She uh, realizes that She's in love with a man who, on the outside, is uh, just a, a wonderful, handsome, intelligent, got it going on in the career. He's a head chef at the Marriott downtown Atlanta. Um, mm-hmm. And he is everything that she wants him to be except for one thing. One thing that there's something we all work on, there's something there's, that's in our baggage that we've got to to entertain to become um, richer and better in our inner lives. Therefore, we can extend that to our outer lives. And he was controlling. He was devastating. Uh, controlling. You know, do this, do that, do it the way I say, do it. Jump when I okay. say jump. Why are you there? Why are you there? And that type of love will uh, step the life out of a love affair. And that's what Renoni was on. No matter how strong she is and how she stands up and how she is uh, instrumental in Atlanta life, she cannot abide that from the man that she loves. And she she comes from a strong mother, too. And her mother is such an example for her that she cannot bow to that. And she eventually has to tell him to leave. 
in the very beginning of the novel. I have it right there in the beginning so that we can see her trek down that path to um, mm, heart. How, how heart deep, place. though, th- th- that for this to cause such a, like a domino effect in her life, how long uh-huh. were they together? And how, like, was she like, they were they absolutely absolutely in love with each other. I mean, how deep was it? This obviously had a very big impact on her. And did she notice early on that he was this way? Or, you know, when we go into relationships, sometimes we just don't notice it. Or did it take a long time for her to see this? I I think it took a while for her to see it because she was so mesmerized in his love. I mean, he did. And not to say that he was he was such a bad character because, He's a dynamic character in the sense that he changes. He's not static. He doesn't stay the same. He changes by the end of the novel, and he realizes what he has done in his choices with her in their love affair. But uh, in the beginning, he sweeps her off her feet with the, the meals that he prepares for her and brings to her. The, the the love affair that they have as far as here, let's go do this, let's go do that, the the sweet way he touches her, the brush against his lips, brushed against her cheek, uh, just just the way when two can become one, how it mesmerizes us in the wow. beginning. And, you know, and that's it, what, go ahead. It's, it's hard to push through that when you realize somebody's yes. changing and showing you something opposite from their representative. Yes. Yes, I was, and and that's that's a tricky thing for a lot of people with relationships. Is why some people decide I'll be in a relationship, but I'm not only going so far. I'm not going real deep into it because if the deeper I go, I might discover something. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh wow! You will. <laughs> you will discover something, and and that's why a lot of people just stay just stay on the surface, and that might be why their relationships only last so many years, or even if they last a long time, they still yes. don't go deep. They still don't go exactly. deep. You can stay married to somebody for 60 years and not go deep. And exactly. they don't go deep because they're like, um, <laughs> I'm going out into the yes. swamp. <laughs> yes, yes. But you know what? You've got to go deep. Yes. You've got to go there even if it's a long, dark path. You've got to go there because the light is at the end of the tunnel. Right. And it eventually, and it must shine. You can go in a dark room and eventually light will show. It appears. Yeah. Yes. Why? Why? Why don't? As I was, as I was uh, researching for today's interview, I got a little upset with her family and her friends. Why don't they step forward and offer her more help and support? Well, sometimes people figure that you've got to walk through some things alone by yourself, and and it's, one thing too is when when we were younger and in high school maybe early college and we saw something happening like a boyfriend doing something to your friend or behind your their back her uh, her back then you wonder should i tell or if i tell will she think differently of me uh or should i just let her walk into this by herself how 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 what's the best way to proceed and sometimes people see that when they tell the the friend sometimes turns on them and other times it's okay but but they have to take that risk and a lot of people are too caught up in their own affairs to mm. out and, and try and tell you what's going on on your stage because her yeah. best friend Charmaine was dealing with her own issues that she was trying to walk towards Fernonia she's trying to walk towards free and get inspiration herself her sister is dealing is Rhonda is 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 standing up under her own issues of of being an English teacher who is looking out at her sister as an entrepreneur in Atlanta thinking oh wow I wish I could be more like her yeah. because she feels like she's trapped in the school system quote unquote with 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 the laws and and bylines and, uh, bylaws of that establishment. You can't leave when you want to. Her sister can leave her her uh, bookstore and go out in the community and do what she has to do and come back and have people working for her. And that's a different world from what yeah. Rhonda knows. Right. Yeah. That's a that's a good point. But I think about people. Um, 
as I as I was seeing Fredonia really, really start to spiral out of control. Even like today, you know, Whitney Houston's homegrown service, you you wonder why why do people stand back and just watch somebody's life plunge downward? Only to, and this question I had was before you know Whitney Houston's passing, but that was a question I was going to ask you, ask you: Why do people stand back and watch another person's life sponge downward? Only to later just comment about what happened, just make comments and talk about it. But as it was going on, nobody nobody did anything. And I see what you're saying. You're so wrapped up in your own life that. Which is unfortunate to me. Is that really a friend? Is that really a friend? You're so wrapped up in your own life. You can't help somebody else put on the brakes when you see their car about to crash into a brick wall? Well, in Fernonia's case, her friend couldn't find her own brakes. And and and, I, and that may have been what happened to some of Whitney's friends as well. And, and Char, uh, Charmaine, who is uh, Fernonia's best friend, um, was spiraling herself, and um, when when that's happening, it's so hard to to save yourself, and and then at the same time save someone else. So to to take it to Whitney, and some of her friends probably mm, didn't know. Probably, probably sometimes I, I could I would venture to say some of them did not know. Uh, that what the extent of it was, even though um, they might have read such a, about her in the news, um, sometimes we are not that close that we think that people think we are to the friend. I mean, mm. some, if our friend lived in another state or, or across the um, country, right, right, you can hear so much, but right. but if you don't actually go over. And sometimes look for yourself to see the misery in Whitney's eyes behind those glasses, behind the makeup, behind the yeah. jet setting. You don't right. see it. Um, and and I know uh, that that happened in the novel as well because when her mother and her sister actually um, come real close and go actually look for Fernonia and find her uh, since she stepped out, and she stepped out of the spotlight of her life. Then they look and say, "Oh my God, I yeah. didn't know it was that." Wow. I really didn't know. So sometimes wow. that happens to us as well. That's true. You either out. You've got so much going on. Just like I said at the start of the interview, she's got so much going on. You just think, I. People look at you and say, "I wish I was you," but they don't. They yeah. don't know the true story. They don't know no, the true they story. Don't. I mean, we. There's so many people we can say that about. I mean that that we you know people wish they were the person. Then when they really hear the real story, they're like that. And that that's unfortunate. That that is. It's almost like sometimes if you have it going on like Fernonia does, uh, it, 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 the success can create somewhat of a barrier because the image, the perception exactly. that so so nobody really gets to know you. No, nobody no, really no, no. gets you, to know you. They just know no. an image. That, that's that's it. They know a story. They know a picture, and what they what they see is a star shining out there, like Whitney was shining, like Bernonia was shining, and and sometimes we look at that star shining, we don't see any of the light being blunted in certain spots, and we just go, mm-hmm. oh wow, I sure wouldn't mind being Oprah. Oh, right. She's got. 32 something something billions maybe more by now what i could do in Oprah's shoes right and and, and we, we might look at the the star of the help uh what is her name viola uh, davis and right. say what uh-huh. if i could be in a motion picture like that and yeah. have everybody talking about the help but we not we might not know what viola has gone through as far as the, the long walk it took her to yeah. get to that bowl of stardom and the tears oh, yeah. that she cried along the way and right. wiped along the way. And surely the tears that Oprah might still cry in her yeah. uh, silent moments with Gail or or in her own closet about weight, about um, yeah. any number of things we don't know. 
Right. You know? And 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 that, and that's true. And then you see this happen to Fernonia, but as I was studying, for, researching for the interview, that just kind of, I was a little bit angry with her relatives and her friends. But you help, you've helped explain. You get wrapped up in your own life. You may not know the person as well as you do because you're just looking at the exterior and you don't give you a chance. And maybe they don't give you a chance to really get to know them. Who are some of the other major characters and if you love me, come. And that title is so fitting. Who are some of the other major characters in the book, and what happens to those people to help move the story forward without without giving the story away? Oh, okay. In in uh, the story, our cast of characters would be uh, Charmaine, who is uh, Free's best friend, as we can say today, her BFF, and <laughs> her her life uh, uh, is caught up in trying to stand up and be the independent woman that she sees free as. Uh, and okay. uh, she is coming out of a devastating marriage, and he is well beyond control. He is into, I'll put these, uh, this thumb screw in your thumb, and you will stay here and do exactly what I say do. Wow. Uh, and, oh, and add that to the fact that she is closeted. She's a lesbian who has not even really uh, come out to herself. So you've got this thinking wow. that, oh, I'm just terrible here. I'm awful. And then plus I'm caught up in this marriage. And she didn't see the beauty of who she was. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and so apropos to have Whitney in this conversation because when I heard Whitney's um, song, I didn't know my own worth. Uh, when Oprah interviewed her years ago, uh, mm-hmm. before, what six years before she passed, she interviewed her, and she sang that song. I didn't know my own worth. Charmaine right. didn't know her own worth uh, in her her heels in her situation there until she stepped out and 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 kind of reached out as we all do uh, to her friend uh, Fernonia, and Fernonia validated her. And she was then able to validate herself. Mm. And, and we have people in our lives who say to us, Claudia, you know, you can move through this and you're yes. okay and you're yeah. wonderful and you're beautiful. Even sometimes when we can't tell ourselves that, somebody mm-hmm. else, uh, I think the divine has somebody else in place to be wow. right there, like a ram in the bush, like to help us. And Frenonia mm. is that friend to Charmaine, and she's able to stand up and able to accept wow. herself and love herself for who she is, and the story moves on in that. And, and that's another uh, uh, piece of the, the puzzle for if you love me, come. I'm your mm-hmm. friend. I love you. So come on. Let's do this. We can do this. Come okay. on and stand up. I'll help you stand okay. up. And then her sister is the same thing. Rhonda is the, the teacher. Rhonda is helping her students to stand up. She loves them. And, and mm-hmm. they know that she loves them. And and one is just falling so hard and fast. He he t- has to tell his grandmother, uh, not, not his grandmother, um, his aunt, mm-hmm. Aunt Lori, my teacher loves me. She loves all wow. of us. Uh-huh. Go, go to her and ask for help. Go to her. Cause, because the, the auntie's boyfriend is, is fighting mm-hmm. him. Because he's 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 in the wrong group at school. He's in the wrong crowd, and the the uncle, okay. the, okay. the uncle is just letting him have it. He's a man of the house, and he's saying, "You will not do this, and you will not do that." So Rhonda has to make a crucial decision to stand behind that love and say to this young man, "Okay, you can stay with our family until school is over, uh, so that you won't be in this." to most of mm-hmm. situation home. And her husband is like, what? He's a yes. dentist. They're living this middle-class life. He's like, uh-uh, no, you can't save the world. Are you crazy? Yeah. This little low-pants riding, a halfway yeah. thug, wannabe thug, two steps from the county jail, huh? Oh, and he, he did make it to uh, the youth detention center. He did. And, and she goes to see him. Rhonda goes to see him and brings him homework. And brings them classwork. The other mm. little boys in there—that's crazy! Wow, we never yeah. had a teacher care about us yeah, like that. Yeah, wow, isn't that something? 
Isn't that something just yes. to show somebody you care? How how yes. how far that goes just to show somebody you care? Isn't that that it really is impactful? I love that title. If you love me, come. And then you know you're explaining it, and and just a reader, even without an explanation, it's like if you love me, then support me, and 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 yes. and and then also if you love me, come on and do well for your own life as well, as well, because we want to see those we love do well. You also wrote. Uh, Dolly, the memoirs of a high school graduate. And Dolly yeah. Dolly is a beautiful woman with a splendid sense of humor. What happens what happens to her? Your characters have so much personality. What happens to her to place her at the center of the story? Thank you. Uh Dolly is a young woman uh, uh graduating from high school and she's budding, and she wants to run out on that limb. She wants to soar and fly. Uh, She's coming out of a home life where the father is not there and hasn't been there, and her mother and grandmother helped raise her, and she loved her brother, but that's not enough. Sometimes when that family member is missing, the father we pine and long for him more yeah. so than we realize the love of mm-hmm. what we have at home. It's just like the missing one is the peace. So mm-hmm. she wants to leave all that she knows in growing up in a fictional place called Julep, um, Alabama, and she wants to leave and find out what she's made of, what what mm-hmm. metal uh, um, went into making Dolly Dolly. So she, her mother allows her to go to Detroit. How did she? She's a high school a graduate. She's she's the, probably about 17. When okay. You, okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And she goes up there. She gets her summer job. She lives with her relatives. And you juxtaposition the, the South with the North oh, and the yeah. difference. And I brought to that all that I knew in moving from the north to the south and then moving from the south uh, over to a major um, area in the south like Atlanta and how you go, Mm -hmm. you know, the different places to live, the the different things you do in each place and the different things that we find out about ourselves, about about family, about a loved one, um, a romance, waiting to to flourish there. And she finally meets her father under different terms than what we would think. He he comes to see her in Detroit, and she's just floored. This is her first time meeting her father. And and Mm -hmm. I think one can never really know the magnitude of that until you are without um, a father for so long Mm -hmm. and you finally meet that person. It's like what my cousin told me once uh, recently here when she uh, realized that she hadn't met her father. and Mm -hmm. Well, she didn't just realize that. She knew she hadn't met her father, but there was the possibility of meeting him. She was very excited and nervous. Our emotions must have been through the roof. (laughs) And afraid. And afraid. She didn't know if she would equate or add up to what he thought the daughter would be. Right. so that that would be did. that would be nerve wracking. I think even for anybody. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And then yeah, you love. You know, she meets the Anthony, and she's like, Oh God, I love him. I love him. I love him. I haven't met anybody like him at school. You know, to this point. And then wow. friends, friends that she's working with, right? In the salon, China. China is a, a young woman who is trying to to stand up under her domestic violence. And she's mm. beautiful, but work with big old uh, fancy black glasses. And and she's, she's uh, you know, slick in her appearance and all, and everybody is like, China, what, what's going on? Nothing, oh. nothing. Why you got the black glasses on? It's a part of my style oh. today. Huh. No, 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 no. You look beyond that. You look beyond the makeup, and sometimes you can see. Yeah, oh, my goodness. Mm, that's so sad. I just think that the domestic violence, that and child abuse, those are 
these are people who say they love you and they they're doing these things to you. It's just oh that that that's so sad. Would tell us the year that um, Dolly, the memoirs of a high school graduate. When you were talking about her going from the south to the north, I'm sitting there thinking, tell us, is it set in the sixties? Is it set in the seventies? The eighties? It's it's set in the seventies because okay. I have yes, I, I I called on my own inner world as far as graduating from um, high school. In 1976, I'm over here dating myself. In no, I ain't far behind you. Don't worry about that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry, I got you. I got you. <laughs> so, so that um, that's uh, the time period that uh, she's going up there and and seeing. The, yeah, and I uh, can think about the 70s that. myself. I grew up then, so that helps even give more perspective to the story for me. Who are Maggie for off the shelf listeners? You know, I like to flesh the story out as much. Not tell give the story away because people don't like when you tell them what the whole story is about. Oh, but enough yes. to, to to tickle them to say, you know what? I want to go out and get this book. Who are Maggie and Emma? They sound so spirited. Who 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 are these women? And and what what can you tell us a little bit about their personalities? Yes, uh, they are more or less um, kind of, I would say, guiding forces, more or less angelic, uh, happy, happy-go-lucky, um, but intelligent and provocative, as is the situation when some people, when you have um, people in, in your life who guide you without even realizing that they're guiding wow. you. Oh my goodness! Yeah, um, uh, they they lift her morale at times. They they lift her spirits. They they um, guide her in an unknown city, in an unknown um, land, let's say, and teach her how to be in this new place uh, with these these new people. And uh, they they take her they take her out and about and, and show her things. Um, I, I like to think of them as. Um, Mm, more or less um, guiding lights, uh, stars that mm-hmm. that float uh, along beside us and help brighten the midnight sky and as we soar and and, and shine and, and stand in our places. Um, and she loves them. She she absolutely adores them. They are kind of like the the big sisters she's never known. Okay. Uh, never had because Charlie is her brother, and the bro- he loves her, and he's great, and he's a wonderful big brother. But for a, a young girl, who really does that for us, uh, mm-hmm. other than big sisters or cousins, or or um, sometimes the, that auntie that we admired so yeah. much. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. Yep. Well, is, is Dolly? Is Dolly as carefree as she seems? She just seems so carefree to me uh, when I read an excerpt from Dolly, the memoirs of a high school graduate, and her yeah. friend seems so carefree. Is she? Is she so? Is she so carefree? Is that her? Na- is that her nature? I think that's her nature. Yes, indeed, that's her nature, and and I think that carefree um, characteristic helps her to stand up and be Dolly because. Um, when she comes into confrontation with Spider and other people, uh, she has no problem stepping out of that, that carefree realm to say, look, you better get back and shut up and get off my feet, and I'm going to tell you this. How about this? She does seem, wait, 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 yes. wait a minute. I didn't get to tell you this. Uh, <laughs> and yet what I like about her is she doesn't hold it. Some people will hold it and beat you yes. after death for the rest of the time that they know you. She flutters <laughs> back into being easygoing, happy-go-lucky Dolly. No problem whatsoever. And Dolly... Uh, and, and from my childhood memory, to go way back, further back than uh, than mm, high school, probably uh, middle school, I knew uh, a classmate at that point whose name was Dolly, okay. and, uh-huh. and she was somebody we, my sisters and I, would stand back and look at like, oh my goodness, she did and said those things yeah. that <laughs> everybody else was like, ah. Oh! 
So I was more or less like the character Angel in the book okay. of Dolly. And Angel was oh, okay. one who stood back and said, Dolly, why did you say that? Oh, why did you? And Dolly yeah. was the one swing in the playground looping the uh, swing. It, I mean, yeah. literally, you know, some people could swing so high they would go around and yes. over. And make yep. things, yep. It, my mouth would just be wide open. <laughs> and that's, that's, that was her. And, and on top of it all, she was rough and tumble and tough, but she had this, she was just beautiful. She was one of our classmates who you would think was going, okay, I've got my nails done here, and I don't want to chip them. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. She was just, she looked totally different from what she was. <laughs> she was now, did like, anything, did something happen? Now, she goes from the South, which is different. I, we moved from the north to the south in the seventies. She goes from the south to the north, and it is different. Does it is. anything? Ha- I don't want to get a story away, but does something happen to her in Detroit that kind of makes her perhaps put that happy-go-lucky, carefreeness on the shelf and and start to try to protect herself? Uh, yes, the the a relationship with Yancy. Okay. Her uh, boyfriend there, uh, it's, it goes back and forth sometimes, as the young love will do. And that made her, uh, to a certain extent, protective of her heart, uh, guarding her heart. But, but, yeah. uh, Dolly, and, that, and that, that happens to so many of us. And sometimes we yeah. don't come out of that. That happens oh, to, to, she comes to so out many of us. That's true. You're right, but she comes out of it because she. I think even at her young age, she realizes that you can't really guard your heart. You, mm-hmm. If you want to live, if you want to know the depths of love, if if you want to let life take you to certain places and 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 show you what you're supposed to know and learn, you can't hide yourself away from that. You mm-hmm. you've got to know that you have all the resources within, all the resources to deal with anything that's put on your plate, that nothing is ever put on your plate that you can't deal with. So well, even, that, I think her mother teaches her that. Mm-hmm. That is so true. You you write your style, your style, and I encourage our <laughs> off-the-shelf listeners to go over to Claudia Moss's website. Again, that's www.claudiamoss.net, and that's spelled C-L-A-U-D-I-A-M-O-S-S.net. And just read some of her excerpts. I'm telling you, you're going to love her. Her characters, oh, her style. How, is this just your style natural to you? Did you go to school uh, oh, to study, to was, learn to, to how to write like this, or is this just something that came to you over time, or is you all, is this just natural for you? I, I think it's natural for me, uh, and I have always uh, written. So it's I've just had I guess lots of opportunity to stretch and grow and continue to grow as a writer. Uh, It was so easy for me to write um, stories for Jive magazine. I don't know if you remember Jive. Yes, uh, I do. uh, (laughs) Yes, uh, I do. Yeah. Sterling McFadden used to put these magazines together for our younger yes. audience who don't remember these uh, Pillow Talk and these other uh, uh, magazines that Sterling used to put out. Uh, and I was a writer for them, uh, and they would never publish their oh names. Oh, my goodness, Claudia. I used to steal wow. those magazines. They, they would be like, Claudia, can you send us two or three stories? I, would, I, I could send them four or five at a time because wow. all you had to do would call me and say, oh, Claudia, girl, that man made me so mad, or she did this, or blah, blah, blah. And I would go, really? Mm-mm. Then my mind would take the just, just the diamond chip of that story. And I would mm-hmm. go back at these fictional characters who would just 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 spring from my imagination, and, and there you have another story. And so I've always written. And then uh, as when I started the novel, it was so easy to write in first person in Dolly's to put words in Dolly's mouth and have her tell her own story, uh, that was great. And then with the with uh, if you love me come, I stretched further and I had uh, the character Miss Too Sweet uh, to be the, the river running through the novel. And in her own words, she t- she is that 
matriarch, that guiding force uh, in the South, in the Southern story that tells us uh, the story. And then uh, on the side of the river, on the riverbank, those trees standing firm and bending in the wind but not popping would be Frenonia and her story, Rhonda, Charmaine, her story, and even Frenonia's uh, uh, mother is a tree on the side of this river, Miss Toosweet. Frenonia's mother is Pastoria. Her story is amazing as well. And, mm-hmm. so, and it's not just the, the women. JT's story is in there. JT, mm-hmm. we see him uh, not just as a, a man who is trying to control the, the woman that he loves, but we get a chance to see him humanized as a man whose grandfather taught him to fear women and that he had to to put the nails in them, per se, wow. uh, to, to be the man. So it, I, I did something different with that novel. Um, and mm-hmm. with um, with my series after If You Love Me, Come, I did something different as well with that. And and the series is the Wanda Beat series, and readers can find her on the, Amazon. The Wanda Beat? My character's name is Wanda B, like a middle initial B. Her name is okay. Wanda B. Wonders. And and it's uh, like uh, Langston Hughes' character, Jesse B. Simple, except my okay. character's name is Wanda B. Wonders because Wanda B. be wondering about everything in the United <laughs> States on the news because she wants to know what's going on with these folks. And Wanda B. sees life behind rosy-colored glasses that see, that allow her, if those glasses allow her to see in black and white. And Wanda B. is lovable. She's not a racist. She's not a... Uh, um, someone that you would say, oh, my gosh, she's teaching and dripping um, hate. No, no, no. Wanda B. is just like Langston Hughes' Jessie B. Simple, except she's a woman, she's contemporary, she's up to date, and her mouth is filled with the same humor that Jessie B.'s mouth was filled with when Jessie stood up and said, hold up, uh, I love America. But Uncle Sam ain't my uncle. He ain't my uncle. I don't look nothing like Uncle Sam, and Uncle Sam don't look nothing like me. As a matter of fact, I might be his red-haired stepchild. That's who I might be. Well, Wanda B. is the same way. She's like, hold up, hold up. In America today, I couldn't get up somewhere and be uh, impregnated with with nine or ten uh, uh, eggs and, and, and pop out all of these 16 children and tell you folks to, to take care of these, these children and be and be octo mom. You know, good and well, America oh, can up and say, Wanda B., who told you to have all those kids when you can't afford all those kids? What is wrong with you? You better get on welfare like everybody else. <laughs> and Wanda B. Wanda B. sees everything. Wanda B. is like, celebrate, hallelujah, we got a black president. I told y'all we would have a black president. Don't talk to me today. We got a black president and keep your mouth off the president. Wanda B. would tell you. Wanda B. is so unique. Wanda B. is like this. Have you all ever seen a white woman in a a, a beauty salon? There's a reason for that. There's a reason for that because beauty salons market to black women. Yeah. They get on our our corners like like, uh, um, a liquor store. (laughs) And boy, they sell us the liquor of, of perms. And weave and this and that and, and and the other and Wanda B goes straight on, straight on through it. And one day she's standing up in the in the beauty salon with a white uh, uh, customer, and but the white customer is her, is her sister-in-law. Oh, okay. <laughs> she, has, she has dookie braids. She has the long long princess braids. And Wanda B loves her, and she loves Wanda B. But, but oh, see, Wanda, Wanda B, B sounds B. like something. I'm telling you, your Wanda B series. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Now that's a, that's yes. What what are readers saying to you about uh, if you love me, come? What are you hearing readers say about about that book? Readers, what are they oh you? my gosh, it is so amazing about uh, what readers are saying about if you love me, come. They they absolutely 
give me the highest praise with that. I, I mean, mm. I had one first the first review, <laughs> the first review that I had on Amazon. Uh, a young lady gave me a very poor rating on on Amazon, and she said she started reading the book, then she put it down. She she couldn't keep up with the dialogue, the um, the dialect where Miss Two Sweet mm-hmm. was speaking. Cause an older lady from the South. And Mm -hmm. and she said, uh, maybe I'm not giving it a chance, but maybe I'll pick it up sometime later, but I don't, I didn't like it. And at first I went, (gasps) yeah, my first interview, I mean, not interview, one of my first reviews, that's what she said. She didn't even give it a try. Then I had to get over that and say, it's okay. You know what? Th- those reviews are, are wonderful as well, and they have to be tossed into the pot yeah. with yep. other reviews. And I just kept on going, and the reviews were pouring in like, I loved it. I love this character. Wow, I love that character. Yes. I love the title. I love this. Yeah. It made me laugh. It made me cry. It made me this. It made me that. And I thought, it's all right. It's okay. Yeah, because everybody... Yeah, everybody has different opinions. Yes, and nobody's going to like, nobody, no book is going to be liked by everybody. That's just not going to happen. Just like everybody's not going to like every song that they hear. So it's it, as a writer, though, it can be when you get a bad re- a review you don't like, you're like, ooh. And you just have to learn don't take it personal. Everybody, do you like every movie you see? Do you like no. every book you read? So, no. You, and, and then when the positive ones come in, you just say, look, I got more of those, and that matters. That that counts for something. That so, is you know, so you got true to me. Mm-hmm. That's true. What have people been telling you about Dolly, the memoirs of a high school graduate? And, again, your style, I just love it. What are people telling you about Dolly, the memoirs of a high school graduate? Dolly has been on the shelf uh, uh, for since 1986. And, wow. and I think I think she's off the shelf right now as far as shelf life of of the okay. novel goes. I I have a, 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 my Las Vegas friend to say, you know, Claudia, I found her on Amazon, but mm-hmm. she was being uh, put up for sale by someone who had read her and enjoyed it and, and was reselling the book like people oh, will do okay. on Amazon. So she wasn't just on Amazon like my new books are on Amazon. So okay. uh, and since she's that old. Um, I said to myself, okay, I'm going to take the advice of other writers here. Mm-hmm. And that is, they said, take your books that are older. Take them, uh, give them a facelift, give them some editing, add something new to the story, yeah. then republish them as e-books. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to do. There you go. There you go. There you go. Because if, if, if that much time passed... The uh, the reader probably won't even know that it that it was out before, but that is a smart move to keep your work yes. in in the public eye. I want to ask you next, just to talk a little bit um, on business, and you kind of just led into it. Uh, has the process of book publishing and marketing? Because a lot of times, you know, when you first start out as a writer, you think I'm gonna write this book and it's just gonna take off. It's gonna a, a mainstream publisher gonna pick it up. It's gonna be made into a movie in five years and blah 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 blah. But has the, it's not always that way as we know. Has the process of of pu- actually publishing a book, not just dreaming about it, but actually doing it and marketing your book been what you thought it would be like before you sat down and started writing? Oh uh, no, I, I have to, I'd have to say no. It, it hasn't. Um, I must say that I have been writing such a long time, and then I came up uh, to meet, um, my path led to Marie Dutton Brown, who is an amazing literary agent. And I thought, in line with your question, I thought, oh, my God, this number one African-American literary agent Mm -hmm. is going to take me on, and she took me on. Is going mm-hmm. to sign me up with her literary agency, the Marie Dutton Brown Agency. She did, and uh, she said, "Finish writing it." And then I finished writing the book, and I thought it took me a while, too, a long while. It was six hundred pages, and I thought, Whoa. "Okay, I've made it. I've made it." Uh, um, if you love me, come with six hundred pages, and and I just knew that 
she was going to sell that book, and I was going to go on to write full-time and be uh, self-supporting in mm-hmm. myself there and not have to do anything else and just write, write, mm-hmm. and love it, love it, go and speak. But that wasn't, uh, and go and read and speak from the novel, but that wasn't how it, it turned out. And um, it turned out where, as she said, cut it down. It, it's too uh, long. It's 600 pages. But, Claudia, I absolutely love it. I love the flavor wow, of the South. Yes. yes. And, and that inspired me. So I went on to cut it down to 300 pages like she suggested. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. that cut it took so long. It took so long and so many things uh, went through my life that yeah. um, I stopped and started writing, stopped and started, until finally okay. she had to move on without me. And, mm. and you know, life just went on. And, and when I eventually cut that novel down and tailored it and, and edited and proofread, and I went back to her and said, Marie, I finished, I finally finished. It was years later. And the, okay. the keepers of the uh, fort in her office, the keepers of the gate, they didn't know me from Adam's Tomcat, yeah, and they, yeah. they, they did, I could not get in. I could not make inroads to her. I don't know if she was finished with her career by then, or if she um, just didn't want to take on. I, I don't know if the word ever got to her, but mm-hmm. I, I just don't know. And wow, um, isn't that something? Timing yeah. and 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 to par down three hundred pages. That is a lot. So yeah, well, and then you say, you know what? And then so, for anybody, not not just yeah. writers. Who going after your dream and your destiny, like my character in Long Walk Up and your characters in your books? Life goes on. I mean, you can, yes, you can sit here and say I'm going to be a great novelist, but you still have to your loved ones. You bury them. You know their physical experience ends, and babies are born, and you got to pay the rent, and this is going on, and that, and and so life doesn't stop. You know, no, it doesn't. If if you are committed and dedicated and passionate about what you want to do, you will continue to move forward. You will. Not that there won't be times when you'll think, man, what in the world am I still doing this for? But you still exactly. going. You, 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 you must, keep, you going must keep going. And mm-hmm. I kept moving forward after that. I realized I had to pick myself back. I had to pick myself up. And I realized that nobody was going to come save me but me and the divine. And that mm-hmm. was enough. I realized that I was enough because the divine was enough. And yes. I just made the decision to publish myself. Um, okay. Holloway House published me uh, with uh, dogs. Oh, they used to be and huge. Oh, my goodness. They, they were just, uh, people yes. don't realize, they were monumental. So I, oh, yeah. I, I, I was, you know, I knew I was like, oh, okay. But then I published, uh, uh, self-published, If You Love Me, Come. And then I self-published Wanted to Be. Um, okay. And uh, I I just realized that I had to put on that publishing hat and yeah. learn all about publishing. And yes. I went through Create Space, uh, Amazon's Create Space, uh, for the second edition of If You Love Me, Come. And then the first edition, I had it published by um, a publishing house in Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, yes. Uh, and then... Um, not a publishing house, excuse me, a printer in Pennsylvania uh, uh, printed um, If You Love Me Come. And then Create Space did want to be as well, uh, a hard copy of the book. But then all of the books are e-books. So uh, I learned a lot about Kindle's e-book process. Mm -hmm. And 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 they're taking off. They're taking off. Yeah. They are taking off, and you yeah. don't have the print the print overhead for uh, independent uh-uh. author who's in, also an independent uh-huh. publisher. Yeah, and they they are selling. I wanted to ask you uh, as we come down to like the last six minutes. You said you you have the Wanda B series. Are you are you working on any a new book in the series? And when can we expect uh-huh. to see it on the market? If you are okay, okay, thank you. The the new the Wanda B series. I have Wanda B. Wonder Speaks Her Mind, and that's an, uh, already available on Amazon.com. And mm-hmm. you look for Wanda B. Wanda B. Wonder Speaks Her Mind, or look for Claudia Moss, and you will see it as a physical copy and an e-book right now on Amazon. The second in the series is Wanda B. Takes the Cake, 
and you will see that physical copy and ebook copy. Want to be takes the cake is based on the the in black culture. People saying, "Oh no, she didn't. She took the cake, girl." No, uh-uh. <laughs> and, and, and that's what that's what Want to be uh, is about there. And that one and the last Want to be book is Want to be seen the bailout blues. And it's in physical copy and in e-copy, and that title comes from uh, the government with bailing certain uh, businesses out. And Wanda B is like, everybody is being bailed out except me. Hello, I need to be bailed yeah. out. I, I've got bills too. <laughs> and so uh, I, I wanted uh, us to be able to laugh as a, as a people, as a, as a country, mm-hmm. uh, to take that lemonade sometimes that our present can be at, at times. And take that sour mm-hmm. lemonade, make it sweet, and just just fall back and laugh and stand up and go on. It's okay. But I, I want readers to know that she's out there right now, along with If You Love Me Come on Amazon, waiting. And if you're in the Amazon Kindle Lending Library program on Amazon, you can pick them up for free uh, wow. if you're in that program and read them and, and submit them back to the lending library. Also, I want uh, our listeners to know that they can find me on my blog as well at um, www.thegolden-goddess.com. Mm-hmm. The golden hyphen goddess, and that's put that little mark in there. The golden hyphen goddess dot blogspot dot com, because I'm always talking about something there. I'm always sharing uh, something from my writing there, a chapter here, a chapter there. So if you want to read a little bit about Wanda, you can go right there on my blog and read as well, because I I just put an excerpt of, of Wanda there talking about being caught up in the gas crisis where she has a midnight gas party because her car runs out of gas at the at the pump and they're not selling any gas until the morning. And Wanda's like, well, I could try, but no, anybody got some chicken? Anybody got some drinks? Open your hood. Get get the, uh, a boom box out. Oh, and and when, the, when the man realizes that they get ready to have a party at the gas station, then he says, uh-uh, let's sell this gas. We got to sell this gas to get these Oh, my goodness. Here. Oh, I, I'm thinking. You know, I'm listening to you with Wanda B, and I, I, I'm thinking of Madea. Have you ever thought about taking uh, her, taking her, taking her to the stage? She's got the personality. Yes. To, she got yes. the personality for it. Thank you. Yes, I have. I, I indeed, I am thinking about taking her like a one woman show or. Yeah. or uh, I'm trying to get Tyler Perry's ear about uh, Wanda. Maybe he can help me do something with her. But, uh, yes, I am. I Definitely that crossed my mind to take Wanda and do something wow. like that with her. Because the whole the whole short, the whole collection of Wanda, the three books, you have just these short snippets of Wanda talking. And the one thing I forgot to say was that Wanda talks in these short sketches to her nail technician who is called, Wanda calls her Miss Lady. Hey, Miss Lady, mm-hmm. I need my pedicure today. I need my manicure today. And Miss Lady owns the Supreme Dream Nail Salon here in Atlanta. And and, mm-hmm. and, and every every week Wanda goes and talks to her about a different topic, and they fall out laughing because Jesse B. Simple, and I love Langston Hughes. I love, love, love Langston Hughes. And I mm-hmm. studied uh, Jesse Simple, and I, 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 I did a, a – graduate paper on him at Georgia State uh, University where I got my master's in education. But anyway, um, Jesse used to speak with a man named uh, Mr. Boyd, who was an Mm -hmm. academician, intelligent, and he would sit on the bar stool of these Harlem bars, and he would talk to to Jesse, and Jesse would have him falling out laughing, but Mr. Boyd would be the voice of reason to say, oh, Jesse, wait a minute now, You, you sure and Jesse would say, yeah, if there was a bomb threat, I would be the one left outside beating. Hey, excuse me, let me in. And the boy would be talking to him about, about no, surely they'd let you in. But uh, um, Wanda is the same way. She goes into the nail salon. She talks to, to uh, Miss Lady, and Miss Lady is the voice of reason who talks to her about different things. And she, she's oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, Wanda B, is, 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 she could carry – Definitely carry a series. I believe it or not, we have come to the end of 
of today's show, and I can oh. certainly keep going. I tell you, Claudia, I have enjoyed connecting with you, and I'm sure our listeners have enjoyed enjoyed today's show, and those who tune into the archives will enjoy the show. And, and please go and support Claudia Moss and visit her online oh, at Again, www.claudiamoss.net, C-L-A-U-D-I-A-M-O-S-S dot N-E-T, claudiamoss.net. And she's actually, her her blog is the golden hyphen goddess dot blogspot dot com, where you can, she has excerpts of her, her new Wanda B series, what we were just talking about. And you can, hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll I'll get an email and, 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 and hear about it. Wanda B hitting the stage, so I can go check that out because uh, she's definitely got the personality. All your characters do. They definitely got the personality to carry uh, herself on stage. And to our off-the-shelf listeners, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here with us. Please tune in next Saturday at 11 o'clock. And and Monday, if you're available, uh, I'm going to be actually being interviewed at 7 p.m. on Rachel Berry's show. And it's here at Blog Talk Radio. Just You can just look up uh, Rachel Berry. And at 7 o'clock, I will be uh, being interviewed on her show here on Blog Talk Radio. Um, and I can't remember what she goes by. Uh, I think it's Serenity, something Serenity, Rachel Berry, her show, something is Serenity at 7 p.m., uh, uh, Monday the 20th I will be so if I would love it if you guys would go to Blog Talk Radio look up the, the Serenity I can't think of the last part of it but Rachel Berry is the host and, and, and at 7 o'clock uh, and, and tune in uh, and then come back next Saturday at 11 o'clock in the morning Eastern Standard Time to be here with us at Off the Shelf look for my new book Love Pour Over Me I'll let you know as soon as it's up until then you can get a copy of Long Walk Up and Claudia's book uh, 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 the Wanda B series, and if you love me, come. And you might find, like she said, a, a copy uh, at Amazon.com of her other book, Dolly: The Memoirs of a High School Graduate. Although she said she published it years ago, but might 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 make a few changes and release it again in ebook, which we hope she does. So, as I always tell you, remember you're so incredibly valued, so truly blessed. And so loved, and I so appreciate you. Go out and create a fabulous day for yourself. And I was getting ready to call you Wanda. Claudia, <laughs> thank you so much. And and I'll, I'll, shoot you an email. I'll shoot you an email as soon as the show streams. Thank you, thank, thank you, you, Claudia. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. bye-bye.